Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week we're reading a dream from Abigail about you know family protection, monsters, and rainbows and coins. We also have catnaps that have to do with baby penguins, oh. talking kangaroos, mm-hmm. and the delicious, elusive, hard to find black bear cracker. Oh. All right, Bestie, this is our last episode before we hit the Centennial Club, so let's get started. Woo! Okay, I'm ready to get started. Some exciting, exciting news here. We've got a dream No, we have to, like, say hi, like our quick chat. Oh, I thought, oh. Hi! (laughs) Wait, wait, come in with some gumption. Is that the right word? I'm coming in hot. Hello. Coming I, in hot. Oh, my God. I have missed you so much because it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded because we had to pre-record for your vacation. Yes. And I have, like, died without you. I feel like my whole week's off and I missed your face and here we are again. Um, I know it sounds silly of me to say that since I was, like, gone on vacation, but I felt the same way. You know, you know I'm way better than like, Bora just, Bora. Come on. <laughs> I was like, I need to talk to Mindy. I need to just like get this out. Like n- nothing to say even, but just like and that's the I hard just thing. need to see your face. Because we don't, we won't, I, I don't know anything about your trip. We'll talk about it later on the podcast. And you've been home for yes. uh, at least half a week, five days. And yes. I'm like, I'm dying. And I want to ask you, but I know we're going to talk about it today. But so. we can't. I know. I feel like for the we besties. have to hold it in. Save it for everybody. We mm-hmm. we belong to the world now, Mindy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Little did Cheers. I know. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get started? I am more than ready. I have missed this and I have missed you. So let's go. This is this is a beautifully written one, so it's going to take us on a little adventure. Yay. This is from Abigail. She's one of our new besties. Yay! Yay. And love, she's from love. Kaysville, Utah. Yes, thank you, Abigail. Utah. I've never been Utah. to Utah. You? <gasps> nope. Abigail, Which show is, us around town. Like, sh- show us around yes. state. Yes. Show us around state. Yeah, we want to see all of Utah. And I would love to go to Park City, because I've heard that's just amazing place yes. to go but Kaysville I'm sure is just as lovely <laughs> I'm sure it's got a stoplight and a convenience store oh you know it's got a Walgreens everything's got a Walgreens <laughs> let's know <laughs> what's the big attraction in your town we're gonna come visit and, and see you and visit that attraction yes we are on our world tour um but I do want to let you, everyone know that she did say something really sweet. She starts out by saying, hey, absolutely love your podcast. It's amazing. Y'all are so awesome and funny and insightful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so thanks. thank you, Abigail. Love Very you nice. I was at my house and I tried to go to sleep, but I couldn't. So I looked out my window to see that the moon was black, mm. but not like a new moon. It was a crescent moon, but even though it was black, you could see the outline of it. It couldn't be an eclipse of some sort because it was only covering so much of the moon. 
Okay. Very specific. Love it that so far. Okay. Very, but very specific. Ominous. Ominous, yes. I was intrigued. Me too. So I went outside. It was mostly dark except for the light of the street posts and some stars. But miraculously, I saw multiple little patches of rainbows everywhere. Oh. The kind you see I'm, after rain. I'm torn. <laughs> I know. Like it's dark this yet there's rainbows. So it's like. Now, mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, okay. usually, yeah. Usually in dreams it goes the other way. It starts out great and it gets ominous. It's all good. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, this, this is here. taking us for a ride. We got a flip flopper. I saw multiple little patches of rainbows everywhere. The kind you see after rain, except just pieces mm. that were about three feet by three <laughs> feet. Very specific. <laughs> Very You know, specific. that's my favorite size rainbow, by the way. It's well, it's, a square. it's manageable. Yeah, it's manageable. I mean, <laughs> you can find the end way easier if you're looking for that pot of gold or the leprechaun. No, it's right there. Yeah, it's way easier It's to right find. there. I get it. <laughs> I was shocked at this unusual phenomenon because it was so dark outside. How could there possibly be rainbows? I took some pictures with my phone. Ooh, at least it worked. Good job. Yes. (laughs) My siblings also couldn't sleep, so they came outside as well and were viewing this strange sight. When my siblings and I went back inside our house, everything looked different. Our house had warped on the inside to look a lot bigger than it actually was. Hmm. And there were rooms where there usually weren't rooms. The whole thing was crazy. Okay. We've seen this before. Yeah. Familiar, (laughs) but not. Familiar, but not. Not only that, but there were tons of people and non-human creatures Ew. as well, just ro- just roaming about. I'll take the people, fine. It sounds like a lovely <laughs> rainbow day party, but the creatures, n- tell me more. Rainbow <laughs> no. day party. Okay. Well, you're not going to understand this part, but she explains, it almost seemed like the Star Wars pub, except that there were way more things these people and other species could do, like watch movies, <laughs> play arcade games, or eat out at a restaurant. <laughs> there even was <laughs> there even was the specifically sketchy area in the basement oh. that seemed to be a hallway to lead to some sort of buy secrets shop. That's what she said in print. In buy quote, sorry, buy buy secrets. How are we? Shop. How are we spelling buy? B i b y e b b u y. Like you oh, are buy. going to buy. Oh, the third buy. option. <laughs> the, English, the other one. <laughs> English is such an easy language to learn. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I came up with two. I didn't realize there was three. <laughs> My apologies. But, but she job, called it. Mindy. She called it a buy. What? Secrets by oh by se- oh ooh I, I'm ooh, intrigued by this yes. idea. <laughs> I know I know buy secrets buy shop. secrets <laughs> bi get it because you know buy secrets buy <laughs> secrets like um, very different bye and then, or it could be like bye yeah. and then but, but buying this is secrets ooh, mm, my favorite kind mm-hmm. of secret so her her house is turned into crazy land yeah. Very much like Moss Eisley, but that's okay. There was... That's okay. I won't go into okay. Star Wars for you, Minion. <laughs> My siblings and I... Yeah, I was like, you're like, what? My siblings and I were scared and confused. I told all of us that we needed to stick together and get information about what was going on. Smart. At this... 
This seems she like something we would do. Yeah, we're yeah. like, okay, we got to get we it together. We have to get all Let's the information rally first. <laughs> and the details. Figure out a plan from there. And then we can figure out a plan. <laughs> At this point in time in my dream, the memories get a bit hazy. So I'll just list some specific events and details that I remember, even if they don't make sense in an orderly plot line. Okay. That's fine. Awesome. Thanks, Abigail. Let's go. It doesn't. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for letting us know. You don't need to say that. We know. We know dreams can get funky. Okay. I remember my youngest sister. She's nine years old in real life and was so in my dream. By the way, that's so cute that you have a nine-year-old sister. Oh, how much fun. I know. She probably looks up to you like everything. (sighs) She's like, Abigail, you were the coolest. You're on the podcast. And then Abigail's like, "Um, stop stealing my stuff. and Like, shut the door. Stay out of my room. (laughs) Stay out of my room. Mindy knows. I do. Mindy knows. I have I have sisters, <laughs> and I have girls. I have a lot of girls, and so I, I just can't get away from it. But Mindy gets it. I do. <laughs> okay, so her younger sister was trying to pick up some coins off the ground when the rest of my siblings were moving forward, and I told Naomi to just leave the coins, and that she needed to stick with us to be safe. Aww. My siblings and I headed down into the basement to look for answers. Mm, that's Don't not where I'd go. Mm. All I remember is some old rando guys hitting on my other younger <laughs> sister, who's 19 and it was super creepy. Pause. I think I love that the rando. fact that she is rando. And Me too. <laughs> I am also would be very concerned if some randos were hitting on my sister as well. No. Yes. So I, I get it. I get where she's coming from. Love it. My siblings didn't find out any useful information. <laughs> so we went upstairs to try and find a room that wasn't occupied to be safe for us. Luckily, we found a large room with just enough beds for all nine of us. That is lucky. One wow. room with enough beds for That's nine of them. That's a lot bed. of beds. That's a lot of beds. That must be a big room. It must be a big family. It must be. I made a hypothesis that maybe this whole scenario was caused because none of us were able to fall asleep. So maybe if all of us actually fell asleep, everything would go back to normal. Oh. Despite this idea I had and all of our efforts to try and fall asleep, none of us could. Mm. Every time we tried to fall asleep and then would realize that none of us could and we would check outside of the door to see if anything had changed (laughs) and things would always change. Rooms would move around. There were new events going on and new people, but it was still the same scenario in the sense that our home was not how it was supposed to be. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't sound like it. Mm Mm-mm. Multiple times we tried to sleep and couldn't. We would venture out again to see if any new clues popped up, but there was nothing to be found. I like her tenacity for finding clues and figuring out a plan. Like, love it, Abigail. Love it. (laughs) And worse, people were out to get us. No. Each time there was... I know, it's just like, Abigail, can't, can't catch a break. Each time there was a new person who wished us harm whether they wanted to kidnap one of us or sexually abuse one of us or kill one of us. I didn't know for sure, but I had to be hypervigilant to make sure my siblings were safe. What a nice sister. Oh, my God, my heart. 
I would love to know where Abigail falls in line of her, in age of her siblings. Yes. I feel like she's got an older sibling vibe, big time. Absolutely. But not the old, I don't feel like the oldest. Not the oldest, but just a very up there. there. Yeah. I mean, if there's nine nine or 10. My God. I think maybe uh, three, maybe two or three. She's up there. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. One of the times I went out to see what was happening, I saw my dad in real life. I went over to him, relieved. I tried to explain to him what was happening, ask him for answers, but he claimed that I must be mistaken because our house was always like this and that everything was fine. I tried to prove him wrong, but he didn't believe me. Okay, we're wrapping up here. I know it's kind of a long one. (laughs) I'm I'm so, this is an incredible dream. Eventually, I woke up in my bed and I just couldn't believe I had been dreaming. I've had vivid dreams before, very vivid dreams, but this dream felt more vivid like than all of my other dreams. Uh, It felt so real that when I woke up, I checked my phone to see if there were any photos of the weird rainbow and the dark moon (laughs) phenomenon that I had taken. I know. Back to the beginning. She brings it back around. Back to the beginning. She does. Yes. I also asked my siblings if they remembered having any similar dreams to mine. Oh, good idea. And it just felt as though I was in some sort of different reality rather than a dream. And she says, Mm. please try and help me make sense of this dream. (laughs) Oh. Abigail, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) That's a long dream. A lot is very confusing. Long dream to not really go anywhere, right? Like yeah. it just seems she, she feels stuck. Stuck? Yes, stuck. I feel like it's just the epitome of feeling trapped. I I mean, yeah. I even felt that way. Like reading it, I'm like, get out, get out. Oh, you didn't find it. Oh. You didn't find the answers. You didn't. <laughs> but Brooke, where, where are you gonna start as far as the analysis goes? Okay. I'm curious. Let's start with the moon. Since that's where the dream started. <laughs> it's, almost, <laughs> it's funny because she brought it back at the end and I almost forgot about it from the beginning. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I, there was, yeah, like, because the it was this eclipse like, rainbow thing. The rainbows. Yeah. Like that thing, you know, that thing that happened. Mm. There's lots of different things. Moon, obviously, is guidance to all nature. Everything kind of follows what the mood or the moon the is light. doing. Tides. Everything. And it does seem to be something that Abigail is seeking guidance, but she can't find it. I did look up a little bit about crescent moon. It represents, obviously, I mean, because it's a crescent moon's either at the beginning or the end of the cycle. The waxing waxing. or the waning. There you go. It usually has to do with someone's emotions or inner life. So these feelings or emotions are linked with creative unconscious emotional side of whoever is dreaming okay so it does feel like she has really a lot of things untaps yes but it's like that's how i'm I'm feeling black yes Yes. i feel like there's some untapped things so it's like something that's supposed to be guiding you normally but being black like it's supposed to shine light when it's at night when there's no moon and and it's dark it's very haunting it's very like where am i and in what's my direction oh mm-hmm. my god that's almost like exactly what i had written down because i was like she can see like the whole picture the moon 
but not clearly because only that little sliver yeah. is the light and the rest is hidden. You mm-hmm. know, it's like those answers that she seeks, you know, sure. that dark part of the moon. Um, the dark side of the I moon. Oh, wait, you- pause. Sidebar. Do you ever do the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon? With Wizard of Oz? Okay, yes. So let me explain no, so. for our besties okay. who might not know. Okay. So Pink Floyd, <laughs> like a psychedelic band of the 70, 60s, 70s, 70s, right? Yeah. Um, had an album called Dark Side of the Moon. No, Dark, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon. And yep. supposedly, if you play, you started the album at the same time the lion roared on Wizard For of the Oz MGM. Yep. movie, it would perfectly line up the music with the scenes. And have you done it? I did it actually in high school. Did it work? It was crazy. It is very, it's very weird because especially if you're looking for it, you see it more. Sure. But it is interesting. And I would say to anyone, if you haven't done it, do it. If you're bored or high or something one night, go for it. (laughs) I wasn't in high school, but. Especially if you're high, but that's what. I was with a bunch of band kids that night. Oh, yeah. So you definitely weren't high. <laughs> I, I, they may have been. I was the good girl in the group. I'm like, okay, I'll do this, but whatever. Very interesting, though. That's funny. Kind of gives you that. Mm-hmm. But the dark side of the moon and rainbows, kind of very interesting oh, how it all pulls together. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Good and mm-hmm. bad, right? Because of the the album cover has a prism that has a rainbow, so it does kind of tie. Oh. Oh, maybe she was. Maybe Abigail was just listening to some Pink Floyd. I doubt it. <laughs> Unless she's confused. our age or older, I doubt it. Not if she has a nine-year-old sister. She's not old enough. More than likely, no. To dream of a lunar eclipse. I know she said it wasn't an eclipse, but let's look at kind of that image because it was sure. black. You know, just uh-huh. a sliver. A lunar eclipse is also a symbol of hidden secrets and emotions. So it kind of seems like a common thread looking for answers and things just out of grasp, you know, like things are hidden. When the moon is eclipsed, it often isn't noticed by the waking world. But, you know, we all deep down, Hmm. we can feel those changes happening in our inner selves. Like I said, the tide, even with the tide, even, I guess, menstrual cycles, things like that, everything aligns with the moon. You can feel children getting birthed. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like maternity wards are like, ah, oh, shit, it's a full moon. Yep. I, but also, I am friends with a couple saying. OB OB people, OB nurses, and they're like, it is true. Yeah. It's that time, that time. They of the just month? start shooting out of everybody. <laughs> Babies, Babies just everywhere. coming out of. Which question for you, Abigail? Have you taken a pregnancy test? I don't want to like curse you <laughs> or if that's not what you want, but crescent moons are Mm. almost always associated with pregnancies. Really? And that could be a weird pregnancy dream, too. So I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. (laughs) Mindy. And name it Brooke. And name it Minbro. (laughs) Minbro. (laughs) Yes. So If we ever make a podcast network, it has to be named Minbro. Minbro. It does. The Minbro (laughs) Network. The min- like people are like that's the stupidest name, but like no, we 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 visioned no, it. No, they're gonna know it. We visioned it in 1996. Yep, easily. It was meant to. It was meant to come to fruition. It yeah, just was absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, 
What do you think about the rainbows? I mean, we've got moons. Now we're on to rainbows. Is, is this Lucky Charms? Is it all Lucky Charms? <laughs> I just thought of that. It was it moons and... No, there were no rainbows. And rainbow- were no, there were rainbows oh, in Lucky Charms. Mm, there were rainbows. And, and mm. Let's see. There was... Uh, Stars. Go- I think there was a star. Uh, a, a shamrock. Shamrock. That's, shamrock? Yes. That's, I'm thinking four-leaf clover. Yes. Shamrock. Yeah, it probably was a four-leaf horseshoe, clover. horseshoe, perhaps, at one point. I think there was a horseshoe. I'm a yes. big fan. I like Lucky Charms. Sounds good. I think I want to try some Lucky Charms. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Maybe she was just listening to Pink Floyd and watching and, Wizard of Oz and, and eating and, some l- Lucky Charms and this... And maybe she's prego and the stream is just uh, <laughs> shaking it up. Rainbows usually are a positive symbol, if you think about it. It usually comes after a time of depression. You know, it's like after the rain. Mm-hmm. Even though it's literally dark mm-hmm. outside, she can still see these rainbows. Yeah, that's interesting. And they do appear in such an interesting fashion, this three foot by three <laughs> foot. Perfect for Instagram. Perfect. I think maybe it was meant to really grab her attention sure. that maybe good times are ahead because she seems to be really struggling with everything else. So to dream of a rainbow at night is very symbolic. And I did not realize this. It represents transformation, hmm. awareness, development within the unconscious. So again, seems like all her symbols are kind of pointing to the sure. same thing, like searching for something, but feeling trapped and not being able to find her way i thought and this was just a very minute part of it but mm-hmm. the coins yeah. that her sister was like trying to gather all the coins and they're like let's no we gotta go we gotta find the answers so maybe the rainbows on the coins are all good signs if you see coins in your dreams it could be a sign that good things are coming so maybe yeah, the coins and I mean, rainbows. Rainbows and coins, they kind of go together. Rainbows and coins, yeah. It could also be a sign of impending recognition, whether in the form of money, love, or any kind of wealth okay. that you might think. So she, Abigail, though, is in such a rush to find these answers. And trust me, I get it, because we're the <laughs> same. She wants these answers, and she's rushing the gang along to find the answers. Yes. But does she not even realize that something good is happening. Like she rushes away from these coins, uh-huh. doesn't even give them like a second thought. And it could be a totally good symbol for her. So I was like, maybe she's confused and keeps running when she doesn't see that the actual thing she's looking for might already be there in her life. It's just mm-hmm. hidden. Now, one of the things I found as a thread throughout this especially when we get to the maze of a house is the siblings Mm. and making sure that they're all together and making sure she's almost taking on the parent role and the parent figure in this taking care of everyone it's everyone together can we get out of this dream world together like don't dilly dally here little sister and like let's keep (laughs) let's keep going right I do think that's interesting, too, but it's like at the same time, at the end, she runs into her dad and who should be the symbol of safety and comfort for all of them. But he's like, yeah, it's, this is how it is. And it's how it yeah, I didn't been. like that ending. I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like It's fine. This is how the house always is. I'm like, um, pretty sure. It probably it's OK wasn't. to question things. And I feel like. <laughs> It's speaking from personal experience. I grew up in a very 
Catholic household and where there was one right answer, mm -hmm. right? And so like, it's, this mm -hmm. is what you believe and this is what you do. And as I become more, not only as I become more an adult, but as, as I kind of grow in my own spirituality, I'm like, there's not just one answer for me. No. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's like stepping away from that kind of like, oh no, this is the way it has to be. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. This is, this is where it is. Mm -hmm. And be like, but, but what if it isn't? <laughs> like, what if, what if? It's what a, if that isn't right? You what, know? If it, what if this isn't the full answer? What if there's more than this? And so I think that, that dad figure in the end is interesting. Yeah, it, it is upsetting. I didn't care for the ending of that either. I did, going back to the siblings, just briefly, like you said, she was very much the caretaker of these these kids or her siblings. And I found it interesting that all of them are going through this. Even if it's in yes. just her dream, none of them can sleep. So it's not even like, let's get here. We got to all stay together. It's like, they all have to have insomnia together. <laughs> they all have to have like... Damn it everything all these threats like they talked sure. about murderers and some like all yeah. these sexual assault abigail like everything was just changing and going wrong i think in the end she's all turned around i don't think she has the stability she's looking for pause for a second let me let me throw this in here before you get to hold that exactly yeah. what you said Okay. I come up from a family, I don't know, these days consider, is considered bigger being four kids. It's not as yeah. big, it sounds like, as Abigail's family, but <laughs> I, there is a sense of community in that family mm -hmm. its own, on its own. So when there is something that is affecting one member of that family, it does affect everyone in that family because that's your own little space. It's your like, own mm. community. And so... Is this something maybe not Abigail's going through, but someone in her family's going through that she's Ooh, feeling that stress that's and she's taking it on? Because yikes, that's when you're a close family, that's that's hard. That is hard. And you're right. It does trickle down to everyone and everything. So I'm glad you brought that up. And she does seem all turned around. She can't find that stability. And whether it's in her own life or maybe it's with her family or work or something, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have... To be her, that's just blowing my mind. I never thought of it. I was just looking at it from her perspective. But yes, you're right. With such a close family, it does affect everyone. But she doesn't stop trying to find the answers. <laughs> nope. Or try. I mean, things keep getting worse. And like you said, I think perfect words. She shows a lot of tenacity in this dream. You know, one obstacle after another. But it's like she's still holding it together, holding it together for the family and trying to figure this and what is she trying to figure out exactly? There's just so much weird there's a, stuff Yeah, there's going a solution on. There's there that she's moon, looking for. Moon, rainbow, we don't know the what Moss it is. Isley bar. It's just throwing every question mark. That's why we say it. It's up. To, we can give you as much analysis as we can, but it's always mm -hmm. up to your personal life and what you're going through to take what we say and see if it fits in. Because all we know from this is she's got a big family, perhaps, and she's feeling confused about something. But yeah. Abigail, take this and and see how it fits into your life. Yeah, I hope she does. And the last thing I just want to say is with the whole coins and rainbows thing. <laughs> I know that sounds funny. Coins mm -hmm. and rainbows. Woo! That slow down a little bit. Maybe there are things in your life that are good and are what you're looking for, but you're just not seeing them because you're just rushing through it so fast. So that's all I would say. Take a look. 
take a look, see if you find something. <laughs> Excellent. Good job, Brooke. Thank you for sharing. And thank you, Abigail, for submitting your dream. Yes, thank you, Abigail. And welcome. Welcome. Bestie, this is episode 99 of the podcast. Ow! 99? Isn't it divine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That sounded really cheesy. 99. It did. And Been we're feeling doing fine. fine. <laughs> and we'd like to get to more than 99. But <laughs> we have a big celebration coming up, which is our 100th episode. So we're going to do a live show to celebrate that milestone. And you can join us. The date is September 29th at 7 o'clock. You can join us Friday, September 29th for a live show. It's going to be Brooke and I and a bunch of fun stuff. 7 p.m. Central Time. We are going to put a link in the show notes. You can also find more information at remolations.com slash live to join the show when it comes around. And it's an Ask Us Anything. So if you have any questions you want to ask the podcast, ask us. Ask us about our first 100 episodes. Tell us your favorite episode. (laughs) anything. We want to hear it. Post that in our Facebook group. You can just search for Remolations Besties and find our group. Post any questions, comments. 100. 100, Brooke. We're like centennials. hundo. Oh my God. We need walkers and and (laughs) cardigans. Walkers and cardigans. Is that what you do? (laughs) Yep. Cardigans. Is that what you do when you're old? Yeah. Walkers and cardigans. I I mean, I'm not 100 years old yet, but I still like me a good cardigan. Mindy, it's time for catnaps. Yes. Don't you just love it? I do. Catnaps are great. We just whip through a bunch of short little dreams, dream stories, whatever you have. We don't really do analysis of them. We just kind of try to get as many dreams out there as possible. So, Mindy, do you want to get started? I do. I'm going to lighten the mood a bit here with a dream <laughs> from Mike. Okay. And Mike is from Gilbert, Arizona. Oh, Okay. So Mike included a title. It's called Dreaming About Stealing Black Bear Crackers. Oh, what is a black bear cracker? Well. (laughs) Or stealing crackers from a black bear? He starts by saying, I want to preface this by, I don't know what the hell a black bear cracker is. (laughs) I'm glad we're on the same page, Mike. (laughs) I very, very rarely remember dreams, but these dreams stood out. A couple of weeks ago, I had a dream, and all I can remember about my dream was the phrase, black bear crackers. <laughs> I found it weird, but ignored it because last night it what? happened again. This time, I remembered more. I was, tr- I was trying to shoplift some black bear crackers, <laughs> and they only had red bear crackers and brown bear crackers. Damn it. You know, you just have that craving for oh. black bear, and you just you it's just not get the same. Brown, mm-hmm. although not. polar bear crackers are really the best. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going to a bunch of stores, and eventually, I had a meltdown, screaming, "Why don't any of these stores have any black bear crackers?" Meltdown. <laughs> I woke up and freaked out, but fell back asleep. For this next dream, I ended up in a tattoo shop with a tiny store up front, and I booked a tattoo session. As I went to leave, this lady accused me of stealing. I emptied my bag, proving I stole nothing, and she ended up getting searched, and she had stolen some stuff. 
Oh, the lady does protest too much. Was it the black bear cracker she had in her pocket? I wonder if she stole That's them. We found out where all the black bear crackers went, this rando. Goddamn tattoo lady. I ended up walking away thinking I still wanted black bear crackers and walked through town to find some. I don't know why. Oh, Mike. <laughs> They're not there. I hate to tell you. I don't know why I keep dreaming of these black bear crackers that don't exist. <laughs> and that's from Mike. Oh, Mike, that was a good one. Yes, thank you for lightening the mood a little bit. I mean, they're like animal. Did you ever have the animal crackers with like the little? Yeah, they had, monkeys they had, like, little and elephants. Oh, they had like string. little string on the box. String. Yeah, that was like the it was best. like a. It was like the the zoo train car, mm-hmm. like with the zoo. Yeah, the, the gorilla. Yeah, the monkey. The lion. Mm-hmm. The lion. They're pretty good. good. And you know what? My dad used to buy like those giant containers of them and bring them to Ooh, his desk at yes. work. And they're a good snack. They are. Like, I mean, they're they have no like healthy. <laughs> they have calories, no nutritional they, value, they, Brooke. But they they don't have bad things either. They're like one There's calorie. Like a sweet treat. Like a sweet treat. And he's like, people would just come by, you know? And it's <laughs> that's like, hilarious. That I mean, that's why he did was it. Was this you your know, dad's dream? Container. His name was Mike. Was this was oh, this Mike Althouse? <laughs> Dreaming of us blackberry crackers still? I'm going to just randomly text my dad and be like, did you find any black bear crackers yet? <laughs> and he'll be like, huh? You know what? I'm going to do it and see. <laughs> Can you text him right now? <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm we'll going see. to. <laughs> yeah. Like, Brooke, put down the white cloth. <laughs> Let's see what he says. Wasn't there a song Have like, you found any? animal crackers and a bunch animal crackers? There was there a song to go with it. Animal, animal crackers, crackers. I don't know. My mom used to sing it. It's. It sounds like it. Maybe sure. your mom just made it up. Could be. Sounds like something she'd do. Those are the best songs <laughs> yes. that are just made up, though. My, my, okay. my favorite one growing up was when she'd get us out of bed in the morning, and I am not a morning person, and she would just come to my bed, and she would sing, it's time to get up, it's time to get up, it's time to get up in the morning, it's time to get up, it's time to get up, it's time to get up right now. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Oh, oh, my God. It was great. Do you do that to your kids? I have. <laughs> it's your right, isn't it? it? Is. When you become oh, he responded. My dad just saying. a question mark. Huh? Just a question mark. Daddy Mike's like, mm, what? Black bear crackers can't what, find them either. What about red or brown bear crackers? He's really gonna co- get you committed very quickly. <laughs> There's gonna be like Oh, no, <laughs> they're here for me. <laughs> All right. Do you have a cat nap for us? I do. This is Lauren, and she's from Ames. Oh, yay. I had this dream last night. It started with me finding a kangaroo who knew basic English. Oh. That's helpful. Sure. If they know a little bit. I mean, normally they, they had the Australian dialect as my question. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to understand sure. them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to take it to school with me so that it could learn more things. It slowly turned into a real human. Suddenly, I get a text message saying that I have to find and shoot a person with the American flag on their tuxedo. What? (laughs) That sounds like a hot tuxedo. I think, first of all, (laughs) this marsupial was a plant. And second... I think so. Why? 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 (laughs) 
Why are we assassins all of a sudden? This is what we're going to have to ask Laura and Mindy. I don't have the answers. But she says, I go to a shopping mall to find this person. Oh, okay. Because where else are you going to find someone with an American flag tuxedo besides a shopping mall? mall. (laughs) Yeah, the mall. Eventually, after a lot of looking at male chests. Oh, hello. (laughs) And she puts a very good part of my dream. Agreed. Parentheses. (laughs) I finally find it. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. <laughs> I tell him, I, I, t- I know, he's just shopping, wearing his fancy well, American flag tux. I mean, even though he's all Austrian. <laughs> yeah, a good job, Mindy, yes. Like, um, wait, hashtag. <gasps> what does Arnold what Schwarzenegger dream? What does Arnold Schwarzenegger dream? Yes. Good. I bet okay. he's not wearing an American flag suit, though. Well, so. in this dream, he was. And Lauren says, I tell him I have to kill him. He says, no. (laughs) I ask for a selfie. He says, no. Oh, well, then I woke up. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's you. But first of all, like you, can I assassinate? I have to assassinate you. And you're like, no. Can I take a selfie? You're like, also no? Because. Um, very no. Because. No, no on both accounts. Trust you. (laughs) <laughs> the answer is just no. Nos all but around. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Nose for everyone. <laughs> I bet he looked good in that suit, though. But I love that it had to be a tuxedo. Yes. Like not not just a suit or a nice <laughs> pair of pants with a shirt. A tux. An American tux. Like the left sleeve was the flags, the right sleeve was the stripes. <laughs> The pants were all, all stripes, of course. Duh. Ooh, I mean, they I have bet they to sell be. them. I bet someone sells them somewhere. Oh, I bet we could find a t- tuxedo in t- five minutes. I bet you could find a tuxedo in Ames, Iowa, <laughs> in five minutes. We'll have to ask Lauren. Maybe she saw one in a mall once. <laughs> all right, moving along. I've got one from. S-E-S-S, and I'm not sure where S is from, but this is their dream. Okay. I was too young to understand the concept of dreams. I had a horrifying recurring nightmare where a little boy was chained up inside my mirror. Ooh. And I would go through the mirror to save him. But once I entered the mirror world, he was a giant, and I was the one who was chained up. Uh Uh-oh. Don't like that. I had other awful nightmares when I was a kid, but that one stuck with me the most because (laughs) when I was a teenager, I saw Insidious. Oh. The way they described astral projection in the movie felt like that's what I could have been doing as a kid. Obviously, now I know I just had a shitty, stressful childhood, but it was still (laughs) always so spooky to me. Oh, that is creepy, though. Yes, as a kid, as as a little boy, like... You want to go save this kid, and then all of a sudden you're the one chained up? and Yeah, it's not fun. S, And it's recurring. You said, oh, poor S. Well, kind of along those lines, I've got a dream from Sarah from Albany. Once I had a dream that if I used my baby sister's blankie and put it in a giant picture frame... And then set it under our dining table, it would transport me to another world. That's very specific. 
Very Step specific. one, well, steal your sister's blankie. Step two, put it in a frame. <laughs> Step three, tape it to the bottom side of the dining room table. This seems like a lot of work to open a, like a wormhole to another dimension. Yeah, but you don't know what's there, Mindy. <sighs> what is there? I don't know. Do I want to go? Do I want to? Yes. Do, okay. It, it would transport me to another world in which I apparently befriended a baby penguin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm all it. in. It's worth the work. It's worth the work so far. The penguin took me to its favorite playground where I went on a slide that sit <laughs> that slid all the way to California wow. into the redwoods. I know that's a nice slide. At I'm... this point I realized I was dreaming and had to explain to the penguin that I had to wake up to prove I was dreaming. <laughs> I then clapped in my dream. And apparently okay. clapped in real life, too, waking myself up. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll happen. Sure. Oh, baby penguins. Baby penguins. Oh, long infinity slide to the redwoods. I'm loving it. Loving it. I love it. Thank you, Sarah. Especially if she's from Albany. If that slide went all the way that's across the country slide. to California. That's a long slide. Can you get on anywhere? That's or do you just, can you only get on in Albany? Oh, Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Let's find out. (laughs) All right. I've got one from Clarissa, and she's from McKay in Queensland. When I was pregnant, I kept having this dream over and over. I was standing in a room that had an empty incubator. I was dressed in overalls and had a red shirt. The room had tile flooring, and it was dark. It seemed like a hospital, but I've never seen a room like that before. This was a consistent dream. Fast forward to my son's birth, which was traumatic, and he was born with disabilities, which were unknowing during my pregnancy. They took him to a children's Mm. hospital, and when I walked into the NICU, it was the same room I had in my dream. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Yeah, that's tough. And love, I love the NICU babies. Love you. Love the mamas and the dads and the the NICU nurses because my my twins were early and I cried and I did nothing but thank Mm. those people who were taking care of those little teeny, teeny, tiny babies. And to have that premonition dream, oh, Oh, we hope your son's good. We hope he's healthy and happy now. Yes. We hope you all the best. On a lighter note, Mm -hmm. I have, again, once again, how it always works with us, similar, not similar, but corresponding dream. So I'll just jump right in. This is Trisha, and she's from Moline. And she starts, when I was pregnant with our twins. Oh. (laughs) So yes, this fits right in. (laughs) When I was pregnant with our twins, I kept having awful dreams about not being able to get to my babies. Yeah. Oddly enough, this led to my favorite dream of all time. I was running through various wards of the hospital trying to get to my babies. It was clear I was a regular visitor because even though I was frantic, I exchanged greetings with everyone that I passed. (laughs) Hello, how are you doing? Hi, how's it going? Hey, where are my my twins? Where are my babies? Okay, gotta go. (laughs) Uh, Can't talk long, but I hope you had a great week. When I entered the ward for stingrays with sprained oh. ankles. Oh, <laughs> but they don't have ankles. Yeah, but 
this obviously was a word specifically the, for, for the one case ever in history that a stingray sprained his ankle. That doesn't exist because they don't have ankles. They don't but have ankles. They don't have bones. Do they have any bones? I don't. No, cartilage. Okay. They have cartilage. They're boneless. But okay. He went to the uh, orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> when I entered the ward for the stingrays with sprained ankles, I cheerfully yelled, hi, stingrays, as I ran past their tanks. Cute. In unison, they all happily burbled back, hi, Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> that still makes me smile 10 years later. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. I would love a tank of stingrays to say hi to me. It's cute. Oh, it's very cute. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Trisha. <laughs> All right. I have one more. And this is from Mia. And she's from Cripple Creek, Colorado. Ooh, CCC. Oh. Cripple Creek, Colorado. Like the, I like it. That's a CCC. And she tiles this one. Frog attacking me. <laughs> I dreamed that a frog, a very realistic, normal little frog, was chasing me with a gun and attempted to shoot me. <laughs> it wasn't even like a poisonous dart frog. It was, <laughs> it was like a poisonous <laughs> frog with a poison dart. Like, <laughs> nope. It was a frog with a normal with a gun. sized gun. The gun was normal, human sized. Well, okay. I'd be scared of this guy too. <laughs> I caught him in some Tupperware. But it was hard to hold on to the <laughs> lid. I know it sounds kind of funny, but it was a very distressing dream, and I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> and that's what I mean. You wouldn't, for sure you wouldn't suspect Kermit. Like, he no. has his little banjo. He likes to sing songs about rainbows. And <gasps> to have a... F- <gasps> bring it rainbows. all back around. Oh, my God. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. connection. <laughs> but this this oh, Kerm, this this evil Kermit had a gun and he was ready to shoot. How did he carry it? I mean, must have had like a a really big holster, like on his back, just like a gun with a sight on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Jenna, and she's from Pensacola. This weird dream. Oh, you know, this is funny because it's another like pregnancy. Oh, wow. This weird dream I had was about if you ate some weird like candy, they're very rare, that you would become pregnant. And the one who was the father would be the last person you held hands with. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Ooh, that'd be dangerous. Like, what if it were like family? Like, you know what? Uh, I will tell your you, your dad or your cousin when I was in grade school. This is embarrassing, but I thought if you yawned at the same time someone else yawned, it meant you were meant to be together. Oh my god! Did you make that up yourself, I must or did have. someone tell no. you that? I this love my, your imagination. This is my dirty little I'm third like, grade I'm, brain going. If I, I yawn at the same time, Chris yawns. We're so were you just together. like anxiously waiting yes. every time he yawned and then you would just be like, oh, I'm so <laughs> tired too. Why? Why? <laughs> Obviously it. Yawning. I, well, 10-year-old minds work in mysterious <laughs> ways. 10-year-old. They sure do. But thank you, Jenna. That was funny. 
Well, thank you for all of our catnap submissions. That was a uh, fun ride. A lot of pregnancy dreams, which is crazy. Yeah. Like what? What was with that? <laughs> a weird. I know. A weird thing. Weird. Even the main dream, like with the moon mm-hmm. in it, you know, which is a symbol of pregnancy. I don't know. Mindy, do you have something to tell Hell me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a topic to share. <gasps> okay. Okay, wow. Where where to even begin? <laughs> Back in episode 31, we talked about a guy named Randy Gardner. Do you remember this story? Oh, yes, I remember. That guy was crazy. Yes. <laughs> One of the guys who stayed awake for the longest for the Guinness Book of World Records, longest staying yes. awake time. But did you know in 1959, there was a DJ sleep deprivation war. <laughs> what? Is that like when you have to stand with your hand on a car? Oh, no. But I do like that. No, this is like where <laughs> DJs would actually promote that they would stay awake for X amount of hours to promote something for the radio station. Wow. Okay. So this was a war. It was an all on war. And so this is crazy. In 1959, there was 10 DJs that stayed up kind of competing with each other, but not. Like some of them were out for a world record, but a lot of them just wanted to make a publicity stunt ranging of stay awake hours anywhere from like 187 to what? over 200 hours awake. No. Yes. Uh, how could you function? You can't. That's what we've learned. You, you can't very well. <laughs> so no. I'm going to give you the story of. Yes. Okay. Because I'm like, we just need to jump in because I'm baffled right now. <laughs> so this was a five years before our previous episode. We talked about Randy Gardner, who was a world Guinness book record holder. This is five years prior to this. And this is kind of what inspired Randy to do his challenge to beat the world record so this is a challenge i would have no interest in breaking <laughs> no right i have an i have a hard enough time sleeping don't, don't maybe i'd win you i don't know out of like uh <laughs> default because you can't fall asleep right it's not because of my strength of character <laughs> this is 1959 so let's talk okay. about a man named peter tripp he was born in 1926 in port chester new york he was a curly-head kid. He lived in New York. and t- That's what I found on newspapers.com. Because you know how like they describe people? He was a curly-head kid. I love him. He was a curly, yeah. curly-haired kid. It comes kid. back. Um, he, he lived in New York until his family moved to Cleveland, Ohio, when he was 18 months old. Well, that was a very long stay in New York. <laughs> old? 18 months. So as he grew up, he had an interest in broadcasting, and he started his disc jockey career at I'm going to, okay, this is going to be fun. I'm going to give you a lot of radio call signs today, but I'm going to say them with some pizzazz. Okay. He started his disc jockey career at XELX. (laughs) Nope, that's wrong. (laughs) Because I'm dyslexic. (laughs) XEL. Oakland, Michigan. (laughs) Oakland, Michigan. I didn't know that was Oakland, Michigan. Royal Oaks, Michigan. (laughs) <laughs> let's try That's, it again okay. WXL Royal Oaks Michigan <laughs> so there's a lot of radio call signs here and if you grew up okay. listening to radio at all and the call signs this is how it's going to go 
Peter started <laughs> like his disc jockey career at XEL. No, <laughs> the letters are getting backwards for me. XEXL, Royal Oak, Michigan. Ooh, that sounds good. So he started his DJ career there. But then <laughs> at 21 years old, he got a job at KUDL, Kansas City. <laughs> oh, he's moving all over the place. <laughs> In Kansas City is where he earned his nickname, the oh. bald kid in the third row. Um, <laughs> Because apparently this is what his parents said when he was in the hospital the day he was born. Bald kid in the third. Oh, like Which when they're pointing at bald kid. In the- He's like, you know what? That sounds like a great radio DJ handle. I'm going to be known as. Not Peter Tripp, because that would probably be just good enough. I'm going to be known as the bald kid in the third row. Well, and he has curly hair now, right? Like, should, should I mean, aren't most babies bald? I mean, that's not very specific, like, third row, baby. Boy. Yeah, they're all babies, and there's ha- a third of them in the third row. Well, then he moved to a station called WHB. <laughs> In the morning. And he was known as the curly hick. The, her, the curly headed kid in the third row. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. This is what it says in the newspapers. He, oh, wait. I thought you were making no, that up. This he, is, so he went from this, the bald baby in the third row to the bald, the curly headed kid. Or not the bald. The, the curly headed kid in the third row was his like radio persona. Okay. Okay. All right. That mm-hmm. gets us to the 1950s. <laughs> Got it. When Peter, also known as the curly-headed kid in the third row, moved back to New York. Oh, okay. And this is when he joined WMGM. (laughs) Sounds like a good one. I know. He did. It was because he stayed there for quite a while. He married a woman named Lynn, who was a former airline hostess. Oh, airline hostess. Which is funny because... It went from airline hostess to stewardess to flight attendant. Like, but originally they were called yes. airline hostess. Oh. I actually like mm-hmm. that term. I think it sounds very fancy. Yes, it does. So him and his wife were expecting their first child in May when at WMGM, he <laughs> he was known as one of the OG top 40 radio personalities. So... Wow. Think of your um, old tiny 1950s Carson Daly or Casey Kasem. <laughs> Casey this Kasem. Guy had, I love this it. This guy had a radio program called Your Hits of the Week with the curly-headed Ooh. kid in third row. <laughs> Just doesn't roll off the tongue, Peter. I wouldn't. I would, no, I would try Peter, I'd go back to the doesn't. drawing board on that one. Okay, so we're fast-forwarding to 1959 when Peter's still working for WMGM, WMGM, and he's 32 years old. So the newspapers described this gentleman as a 190-pound, six-foot-tall disc jockey. That's very specific to give the weight and height. This is the old-time newspaper. That's all they had to go on. They didn't have photographs of everyone. Facts. It's just facts. (laughs) And Peter had a lifelong dream he wanted to fulfill. Now, Brooke, Oh, let's ask a question. Is this okay. lifelong dream of his to pursue 
an idea in science or publicity or in charity? What do you think? What if it's all three? Brooke, <laughs> you win the Do gold I? star of the day. You are correct. <laughs> he was going for all three. He wanted to help with science. He wanted to publicly move his career along, but he also wanted to help charity in 1959. What charity was he helping? Do we go into this? Mm-hmm. So okay. Peter decided to do something he's always dreamed of, which is called a wake-a-thon. Did he always dream of it yes. if he was awake? Oh. <laughs> awake-a-thon. Awake-a-thon. Dream. So in order to fill his lifelong dream of having a wake-a-thon, Peter climbed in to a glass booth in the middle of Times Square. His goal oh. was to stay awake for 208 hours in order to press a button to start the March of Dimes drive. Wow. 208 hours, by the way, is eight days. No. So this Mm -mm. dude climbs into a glass booth on Times Square to stay awake. And I, and I, I like that he did it for charity because it does add a little bit to the story. Sure, sure. So when he rang the bell, the idea was 75 thousand mothers would go on a two-hour doorbell drive to collect donations for the march of dimes oh that's nice ding (laughs) ding let's go now if you're not familiar with the march of dimes it is a u.s nonprofit organization that was founded in 1939 by franklin d roosevelt Mindy, I'll give you $100 if you can tell me what the D stands for. Delanor. Delano? Delanor? Delanor. Franklin Delanor Roosevelt. Oh, you, were s- you were so close. You had it. It was Delano. Okay. But you turned you turned it into Eleanor Roosevelt, I did. I, I think. No, like, that's <laughs> my dyslexic mind. It's going to merge it all together. I almost want to give you like 50 bucks. Uh, well, hey, you I'll double down. What, n- what president was he? What number? President. Double or nothing. Uh, 20? 32. Ah. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Roosevelt used his personal experience of childhood polio, and he created this foundation mm. called the National, the Nation Foundation for Infantile Paralysis, which later became known as the March of Dimes. And he called on a solicitation for contributing. Oh, wow, that's hard to say. A solicitation for contribution. Because wow. everyone could almost afford a dime even in the Great Depression. Yeah. So this glass booth, at, and I've seen pictures. I'm going to post some in our Instagram and in our Facebook group. This glass booth is about, I would say, 15 feet by 15 feet. So it's him, enough room for maybe like th- three people and like a sound engineer. It's pretty small. It's, okay. it's, it's packed tight. And the best part is, is the the window, the glass that's facing Times Square, like everyone can see him. So as people are walking by, they're listening to the radio, they can see Peter Tripp in this glass booth broadcasting. Now, let's talk about 1959, Brooke. Do you know what kind of hits he was spinning there in the glass booth in 1959? Oh, I bet there was some good Motown hits being spun in that DJ booth I, or that glass I would box. agree. I would agree. So let me give you a couple of the top 20 songs in 1959. Okay. One would be The Platters 
Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. I love the platters. It's a great song. Great song. Yes. Another would be 16 Candles by The Crests. 16 oh. Candles. You know, because you're almost an adult at 16. Yeah. Um, hey, do you know what I recently found out what Sweet 16 means? What? Maybe it doesn't mean for everyone, but that it means you haven't been kissed if it's a sweet oh. 16. I wouldn't. I don't know if that's true or not. I wouldn't have had a sweet 16 then. <laughs> but I think in prior episodes, we learned you would have had a sweet 16. Okay. I would have had a sweet 16. <laughs> Dif- we'll add that to the differences of Mindy and Brooke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Add it to the list. <laughs> So it's called 16 Candles, not Sweet 16 Candles. So everyone's included in that party. Um, We also have the song by Richie Valens, Donna. (gasps) I love, oh, Donna. In a tragic state of affairs, died in an airplane crash just a couple months later. Oh, with the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly. Um, Elvis Presley's One Night. And... Here's a song you will never guess in a million bajillion years, and I will give you $300,000 million if you guess it correctly. Ooh, I like $300,000 million. It's almost a number. <laughs> um, it is, <laughs> it's a Christmas song. Baby, it's cold outside? Nope. It is the Chipmunk song by Dave Seville. <laughs> Was I love the top 20 songs. That song. My grandma had a record player. And we would listen to that all Mm. the time. Oh, hell yeah. And then there's a a stand-up comedian, Pat Oswalt. He said they would listen to it and do it on real slow, and it would be super creepy because they'd be like, Elvin (laughs) Simon. (laughs) He's like... Hey, Dave. <laughs> so I didn't know that like, Dave, uh, Dave Seville was actually credited as the artist of the song. And yes, oh. it was in January 1959 in the top 20. Well, I love that story. It wouldn't be today, but it'd be like <laughs> the equivalent of like Baby Shark or like one of those songs being like in the what top. What does the fox say? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, so Peter's climbing in this this glass enclosure. He's mixing all the hits. He's got the chipmunk song. I mean, enough to drive you crazy, minus the sleep deprivation. The chipmunk song playing. Uh, yeah, no. So is the um, crew sleeping? Yes, everyone's allowed to sleep, but but Peter. Okay. So that starts off his week of sleeplessness to the March of Dimes. His wife, Mm -hmm. Lynn, was allowed to visit him. From what we know from newspaper... Was it a conjugal visit? Well, she was already pregnant, so I don't know how much conjugalining you can do. (laughs) Well, she's not getting pregnant again. You can do as much... I mean, you are facing Times Square. (laughs) This is 1959, Brooke. Jeez. Yeah, I don't think that'd go today, let alone in 1959. (laughs) This is all according to newspaper.com. I got some photos. You just got to imagine like this old 1950s radio station setup, like with the silver big mics. Love Peter it. is eating a, a meal that's mostly protein based <laughs> of steak and vegetables. Who's making yeah. this steak and vegetables? Where's the kitchen? Know. 
And he's also wearing a sports coat and a dress shirt and slacks. Because if you want to stay awake, let's let's enjoy this. Let's get dressed. Comfortable up. clothes. Let's enjoy the, the comfortableness of a sports jacket. Yes. Now, no. No, he was allowed to leave for doctor's visits and bathroom visits. But he was monitored okay, how many the whole doctor's time. visits did he have in one week? He couldn't reschedule those visits. <laughs> well, those were the doctors that were keeping track of his, oh, his well-being. His vitals. His vitals. Okay, well. got it. And so if you picture the scene, you know, him in a sports jacket, there's also a sign behind him that reads, When Peter awakes 200 hours, ring this bell to start March of Dimes Mother's March. Okay. Well, strangely enough... Peter was not the only DJ that wanted to take a challenge that day. There was also a 23-year-old DJ from WZRO, Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> oh, so 23 and 32. They're like reversed ages. Yeah, 32. You're right. Wow. Good job. Good, good memory. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yes, go ahead. So this, this DJ... Dave Hunter began his attempt two hours after trip started his, and it was not in Times Square. It's in Florida, so I'm guessing wouldn't it, it wouldn't it that have been, been something if there had been was, two in Times Square. That would have been way Square. cooler. Dave's probably like in a swamp or something. Like the alligators yeah. are like, yay, Dave. Um, You're like, Dave, fall asleep, fall out of your glass box, and we can <laughs> eat you up. <laughs> so, like I said, contrary to belief. Not all the time was spent in the booth. He did have his medical and psych exams for his safety. They were conducted in nearby Hotel Astor. So let's talk about his timeline and what he went through. Uh, the stopwatch began on Tuesday at 11.14 a.m. This is when he woke up that morning. Okay. And this this timeline, as you'll see from the last episode we talked about, sleep deprivation, world Guinness records is, is kind of common. Like when things start to mm -hmm. hit you. So the first three days, yep. Tuesday through Friday were pretty uneventful. Seemed fine. Just playing the chipmunk song over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's enough to drive you fucking insane, but okay. <laughs> Me, I want a hula exactly. <laughs> On day four was Saturday and that's when his hallucinations began. On day five, Sunday, the hallucinations kind of went beyond, and there were some major physical and psychological changes, including his emotions were highly erratic, his perceptions <laughs> slowed. Going back to the hallucinations, his doctors reported he claimed to see scurrying mice and kittens. Aww. <laughs> I like <laughs> the kittens and the mice, not so much. I know you're not a huge into the mice, but maybe the kittens will eat the mice. I'm guessing delusions <laughs> he started questioning his own identity and he started becoming paranoid which is one of the best parts of sleep deprivation is paranoia fun he thought the doctors were trying to poison and imprison him by day six so oh. at day five and a half he's at the 135 hour mark now he has to get to 208 so we're not quite there yet jesus christ but at day five and a half he was just slowly going crazy, and he hadn't been given any stimulants, like no coffee, not, no caffeine, nothing. nothing like that. But then that's the time his doctors started giving him pep pills to stay awake. Pep? Pep pills? Pep Is pills. that like meth? 
<laughs> is that your guess? What do you want to guess pep pills are back in 1959? It's either, it's, well, I mean, it's either cocaine or meth. They used it as medicine for everything. I think you're on the right family of, of, of narcotics. It is Ridlin. Oh, okay. So it's an upper. <laughs> it's an upper. So he was given Ridlin, lots of Ridlin, and he felt better for a short while. Sure, sure. <laughs> now, one of his doctors is named Dr. William Dement. And that name may Ooh. sound familiar because we talked about Dr. William Dement in the Randy Gardner episode, in episode 31. Same doctor. This uh, guy. Same. This guy I'm not so sure about. After I'm reading this so sure article, this. I'm so not so sure about this either. I don't like this doctor. He was the one who monitored Peter Tripp during his record attempt, and he, he stated in a quote, Ridlin administered to Tripp was far more likely to have caused paranoia and hallucinations than lack of sleep was. Ooh. So five years later, he's like, let's have someone stay awake for a lot of time again. Like, does it seem? Yeah, let's just try. On the up and up Without medically? anything. He's just likes to torture people, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I, I, does he sleep at all? Because it's kind of rude if you Is get to go home and you have to, like, monitor everyone else's Demented? <laughs> demented? Doctor Demented? Dement. <laughs> so that brings us to day six. So he's on his Ritalin. Peter Tripp's on his Ritalin. Uh, this was a bit of a milestone as he had passed the previous record of seven days and 33 minutes awake. So he was on his way to oh. set a world record. Day seven and eight leading up to the March of Dimes kickoff were the hardest for Trip. He was no longer cooperative, according to his doctors. His daily health and mental tests were failing. And he was noted as being a nocturnal psychosis. Ooh. I believe wow. that should be a, totally a term. Like nocturnal psychosis. Nocturnal psychosis. I want a T-shirt. <laughs> I think that that I think that's too. Yeah. And he just kept going. Now here's here's an interesting fact that the doctors found. Like I said, he not only wanted to do it for publicity, he wanted to do it to help charity, but he also wanted the science side of it. And so they found that his hallucinations ran roughly in ninety minute cycles, just like REM cycles would. Wow! So maybe it was a work, uh, a waking version of a REM sleep, like but just hallucinogenic. Wow! But it's giving your mind a break from reality still. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he's awake, but it's like he's not thinking what's happening in reality, like a dream. But here's the hard thing: was craziness? Was it due to the fact that? he was having these hallucinations every 90 minutes because of sleep deprivation or was it because of the Ritalin? Like that part, that part we don't know. Was it the drugs yeah. that they introduced into that or what? We will never know. So just to kind of move along, Peter did say in a live broadcast, and I did try to find a live broadcast of this. I tried my Ooh. darndest um, without Aww. paying any money. Uh, <laughs> I think there was a website where you could pay money to get it. I'm like, eh, I don't know if it's worth it. Nah. Um, but because mm -mm. I already paid for the newspaper.com subscription. <laughs> uh, so you're like, that's I'm enough. Like, that's enough. I can, that's, I can only do one crazy thing a month. <laughs> but he was noticed saying, Peter said, I have reached the exhaustion point. So there will be no celebration for me tonight. As soon as I leave the center, I am going to bed. So on Wednesday, January 2nd at 7.14 p.m., Peter officially halted his stay 
Awake-a-thon. Um, yeah, he made it further than I thought. He rang the bell for the March of Dimes to begin. And as he headed to the hotel, asked her to sleep, he was quoted as saying, I have just a touch of a headache. <laughs> However, his doctors kind of went into it a little bit more. Dr. Lewis J. West quoted, he's a pretty sick man right now. <laughs> <laughs> there has been a progressive yeah. disturbance in his thinking and feeling a deterioration of his performance tests, and it's getting worse and worse. You can help a man stay awake for days, but you can't prevent this from happening. He is facilitating between belligerence and submissiveness. Oh. So Peter's like, I'm fine. Like, I'm just got a little bit of headache. I'm going to bed. And like his doctor's like, mm, no, you're not really fine. Like, you're no, probably just so. you're thinking you're fine. Nocturnal psychosis. Nocturnal <laughs> psychosis. <laughs> That's what Brooke gets on day three of insomnia. You get you get that NP pretty bad. <laughs> the NP is the worst on day five. <laughs> so Peter reached his hotel room and put his head on his pillow after, of course, being attached to a bunch of electrodes for analysis. After yes. being awake, after being awake a total of two hundred and one hours, which equates to eight days and nine hours. Oh, my God. At 8.42 p.m., oh. Peter fell asleep. Now, here's a funny side note I found in a newspaper article that his doctors were concerned that he would sleep too deeply and not be able to turn himself over. So the doctors were in his room turning him turning him over every, like, hour. <laughs> oh, my God. But why? <laughs> you don't need to tur turn over when you're asleep. They were afraid of for his circulation. <laughs> But this oh, is 19, 1959 science. We they weren't sure. Throw throw some compression socks yeah, on him fine. and leave him alone. <laughs> he'll be fine. So just like in the previous episode of Randy Gardner, did he sleep for an eternity? No. Peter slept for 13 hours straight and was back to wow. normal after that. That's it? I could sleep 13 hours right now. <laughs> But they did say, when they had all those electrodes attached to his head, they did say he had the longest REM cycle ever recorded in science. Really? Yeah. So he is having some crazy dreams. I'm curious. I would love to know. So Peter woke up the next morning and said, and then I woke up. Oh, he said, and then I, and then I woke up. <laughs> he was woke up. I woke up. I mean, he almost had our, our tagline. Oh. Almost. Almost, exactly. Quote, and then I woke up at 9.37 a.m. the next day and said he felt fine. No headache? <laughs> no headache. But according to his wife, oh my God. this is a quote I like to share. Oh. His wife, can you imagine being pregnant and just like seeing your husband doing this crazy ass stunt and you're like six months pregnant? You're like, dude, why are you doing like, can we decorate the nursery? Can you go with me to Lamaze? Like there's more important things. No. Than a world record right now. I will say at least he did it before the baby was born. True. <laughs> I mean, it might be easier. Like, yeah, you might have more practice after the baby's born. But could you imagine the wife? Like if she had just given birth and he's like, okay, babe, I'm going to go out to Times Square and do this for eight days. You cool with that? Yeah, you cool? No. 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 So he, according to newspapers, here's what Lynn said. Tuesday night was the worst. This would have been day seven. We walked around and around the booth. He sounded like a drunk. He was so dead tired, but he never once talked about quitting. 
Then he began having hallucinations. He saw cobwebs and rats. And once he thought the doctor Ooh. looked like Dracula. Ooh, scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's wanted to do this for 10 oh. years, and I guess that's what kept him going. So it is almost Ooh. like your those hallucinations are, could they be your REM cycle, your, your micro sleeps working their way out into your... It kind of sounds like it because, I mean, the hallucinations are kind of wild and crazy, which, I mean, hallucination, I guess, is that, but that's what dreams are too, Mm -hmm. right? Like everything's just kind of a little exaggerated or a little weird. You feel paranoid. (laughs) Yeah, it could totally be that. Well, unconfirmed reports do say trips sleep deprivation stunt did have long-lasting effects on his personality. Oh. But according to what I can find, it's really hard. His kids never really said anything, but, you know, people close to him hinted at that it could give him some long-term personality disorders. But that's not the only trouble for Peter. Right after Mm -hmm. the 1959 Wake-A-Thon, that was the peak of his career, there was a scandal. (gasps) Oh. Peter was indicted only weeks after a stunt for his involvement in the Paola scandal. Are you familiar? The, the Paola scandal. Dun, dun, dun. The Paola scandal. Yes. And I try not to go too deep of a dive into this. But what it is, Bestie, is playing particular records in return from gifts from record companies. Oh, well, that seems like that was <laughs> That's the That's still happening. But he, That's still- he was indicted. Well, that seems ridiculous just because he was famous, maybe. I mean, brought attention to himself. Perhaps. He probably never would have been indicted if he hadn't done this stunt. But let's talk about how much money he did take in payoffs. To the tune of okay. $36,000 in 1959, which in today's money, Brooke? Uh, $2.3 million. 381000 <laughs> You were way off. But that's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. He always claimed his innocence, saying he never took a dime from anyone, but he was found guilty on commercial bribery, fined $500 and a six-month suspended <laughs> sentence. And a suspended sentence means just if you aren't... It's like you're on probation, and if no law is broken, then you're kind of considered your term and... Your si- time sentence is served. Fulfilled, yeah. So he never actually, I okay. think, spent time in jail, but... It did ruin his career at WMGM. But don't worry. (laughs) Ah, shit. He then moved to KYA in San Francisco before moving to KGFA. Before before moving to (laughs) KGFJ in Los Angeles and then going to WOHO in Toledo. Wow. So he's all around Cali and then heads on back to Ohio, huh? He did. This dude. So in 1969, Peter... Tripp had quit his career in radio. He later found success working in physical fitness sales and marketing and some motivational speaking. He retired in Palm Springs and died in the year 2000 at the age of 73. But here's the saddest part of it all. Mm. His record was broke shortly thereafter. By the Pence or by the Jacksonville guy? His record was broken (laughs) by the guy in Jacksonville, the DJ. Oh, no. His record was broke only a few short hours later by the Jacksonville DJ who stayed awake for nine days 
and nine hours. Oh, David Hunter. That sucks. But those were just. I mean, good for David Hunter, but like, oh, man. Two, just two of the GJs who tried to break the world record in 1959 alone. That's crazy. All in the same year. Just so you know, one of the most recent attempts at DJ Insomnia Wakeathon Wars was in 2015 by Joe Madison on oh. XM Radio, who stayed awake for 52 hours. Lame. And he Lame. got three breaks <laughs> per hour. Right? Boo. Like, come, on. come on. Weak sauce. That's weak sauce. Right? <laughs> Just to wrap this up, I know this is the second world record attempt we've talked about as far as staying awake. The Guinness Book of World Records actually stopped monitoring this world record in 1997. Oh. Due to several reasons. One being um, it's bad for your health. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of world records are like, probably um, really bad for your health. Probably good for you to stay awake for days on end. Number two, the discovery of microsleeps in the 60s and the 70s. Like those microsleeps our brain slips into, so it's kind of impossible to accurately monitor continuous mm -hmm. non-sleep without medical supervision. There is a rare, a rare genetic disorder called fatal familia insomnia that we want to talk about someday that some people suffer from oh. that can cause... A crazy amount of hours not slept that can't really re be recorded into the record books. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, just to wrap it up, the longest record ever held before they stopped keeping track in 1997 was recorded in 1986. And oh, this, a whole decade. Yes. And that had been has been on the record for 36 years before they had stopped recording it. And because they believe there was an impossible to achieve barrier that could be 19 days without sleep. 19. No. <laughs> I say no. That's too many I'm days. Just I'm just straight up saying no. <laughs> that's an insane amount of days. And that's the story of the DJ Wakeathon Wars of 1959. Yes, yeah, specifically one flipping year 10 10 why'd they all why'd they all get it up in their they got a, a hair up their ass or something <laughs> like, let's, do these, let's all do these wake-a-thons but yeah say yeah. it like that though wake-a-thon wake-a-thon <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what we should do for our, our live show we'll do a wake-a-thon no not really Yes. You can no, do it. You I won't be able to. You have stuff to do <laughs> the following day. I've had a homecoming to attend to. <laughs> yes. Two. Two, two yes. for two daughters. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. It was fascinating. Always fascinating with what Mindy comes up with in that brain of hers. We talked about what a long time it's been since we've seen each other's faces. So let's get a little oh, rundown on your trip. How was it? How how magically beautiful. <laughs> I I only saw one picture or like a little video of you swimming with sharks. And other than that, yes. I have no idea what happened. Okay. Well, I have to get all the footage for you still. <laughs> I I have no words. I have no words. Like <laughs> it was the best 
So one of the days was the best day of my whole life. Like your whole life. easily say of my whole life. My whole life, which is crazy. And the rest of it wasn't that far off. I mean, it was just magnificent. The colors of the water, we we couldn't quite pinpoint them. So we just named it Bora Bora Blue. Because it yes. explained every shade of blue that and green that could be imaginable. Gorgeous. It was transcendent. It was spiritual. It was informative. It was fun. It was culturally interesting I, I i mean i just felt like part of the people like this one guy our tour guide on the one day that was like the best day ever was so proud of his land oh, and his people yes. and his Amazing. culture that it it just spread throughout all of us mm-hmm. and like when we had lunch that day, he wove our plates wow. from like coconut leaves. Incredible. He pulled them down. And and then afterwards, he showed us how to like, it's called the tree of life. Coconut tree it has everything to survive. So they use the leaves for weaving and making baskets and roofs. And then he showed us just using a stick and like just basic stuff like how to cut the coconut, how to milk it, how to do all this. Wow. And it's just like the history of it all. It was it. I don't know how to explain it any more than it was so spiritually fulfilling. That's an that's I think that right there is a beautiful way to explain it because I don't know how you can get all of that into words. Yeah, and I I, I could go on for hours describing it, but I'll just say the best day Please. was. <sighs> <laughs> so we took a boat ride out. And we were supposed to see stingrays. This is where a lot of stingrays are. Mm-hmm. Did they, did they have elbows a, or ankles? They had ankles, ankles sprained, ankles. sprained ankles. I wanted to help you them all. Brought some band-aids. I'm like, I'm like, I got to take you guys to the hospital now. You all have sprained <laughs> Trisha ankles. told me so. So. <laughs> so he told us we'd be stopping in three spots. The first one was going to be where we saw stingrays. Mm-hmm. The second one was going to be where we saw sharks. And the third one was like very shallow coral. So we would see like neat coral yes. animals, beautiful fish and stuff. So when we got to the stingray part and I see these sharks swimming around too, I am like just losing my mind. <laughs> I'm terrified and I'm excited. Yes. And I want and what to kind of sharks in were the water. They, they were black tip reef sharks. Wow. So they're not very big. Uh, they're not they going to get, get a limb. This. Oh, they could get a limb. Oh, I mean, oh. just think, just think. I mean, you could nick an artery with a bite and bleed out. Oh. I mean, it doesn't take. I just, I just couldn't believe it. And of course, my GoPro didn't work. Oh, yeah. That day, the Technology one day I following you. <laughs> of course, the one day, and like they so know no boundaries, the, no international waters, no international waters. I'm just snorkeling and like. Stingrays are going by my face. Sharks are going by my face. But isn't almost underneath better me, around not me. to have it just to always have Experience that true it. memory in your mind. And maybe that happened for a reason that it didn't work I because it, it just wanted for you to experience it in 100%. I totally 100% yeah. agree because after I realized the GoPro wasn't a thing, when we got to the next spot, yeah. which is where the sharks were. I tried to just use my phone, and my phone wasn't working. And finally, I was just like, fuck it, enjoy it. You'll remember it in your and head. I did. Even better. 
And it's like looking down 60 feet because the sharks were deep water. You could see the floor of the ocean. It was so clear. And I mean, you saw some pictures. I'll get more. But 30, 40 sharks just. I don't know how you do it, girl. I would be so panicked. I I don't think you would be if you did it, though. Like, yes, I like sharks. But like it was you felt like one with nature. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was just beautiful. I'm so happy you just had a- that experience. You deserve it. Thank you. And like I said in my text to you earlier this week, the best people deserve the best experiences, and that's you and oh. you. I'm so happy you got to experience that because you deserve it. I want you- Thank you, honey, so much. Now you have to go on something <laughs> fabulous, a fabulous trip. I don't have anything you deserve planned. It too. <laughs> Maybe some. You don't I have don't, to. Yeah. I have okay. I have the live okay. show with you in, the, in like next week. That's so going to be, gonna be awesome. amazing. No sharks involved, that's but it'll be a lot of fun still nonetheless. Um, <laughs> I don't, I make no promises. <laughs> if I can get sharks back? involved, I will. And a stingray with a broken <laughs> ankle? It's a baby. Yes, I know. I He's know. in the hospital How right now, though. How you got through <laughs> customs, but good for you. I, I kept him a secret. <laughs> I said, shh. Did you name him? Be quiet. Name his name was um, Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. So the shark or the yep, stingray? John- Johnson the stingray. Okay. okay. And the the shark <laughs> was named Mindy. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> it was it was great. I was like, that shark is Mindy for sure. She's got a he binder. Kind of She's very organized. <laughs> she she came up to me. Moment. She's. She's showing me her schedule for the day. She's like, I'm penciling you in for some snorkeling time. (laughs) But then. It's fun. And she licks her little finger. (laughs) Her little dorsal fin. (laughs) Her little dorsal fin. Flips the page. I was like, well, thank you, Mindy, for spending so much time with me. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad you had a great time. And and I'm going to end it on a little bit of a somber note. Um, My favorite artist or one of my favorite artists of oh, all time, no, Jimmy Buffett, no. has passed. And R.I.P. I never thought it would hit me so hard as it did. Like, I've never had a celebrity that I've seen in, like, you know, TMZ. Like, oh, so-and-so. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's sad. Like, they're great. But I never had anything hit me like this. And I, I think reflecting upon it is there's so many good family memories tied to Jimmy Buffett and his music and the concerts. And our time at our cottage with my parents, I grew up on that music. And so I, yeah. I cried uh, several times and I, and I said something to my sister. I said, you know, I never thought it hit me this way. And she's like, I cried too. And it's just to see all the, the posts and the, the no, sisters posting and his family and different artists. He was someone who brought the world together for happy times and happy moments. And Thank you to one of our besties who reached out to me and made sure I was okay. Oh. <laughs> because Oh, that's so sweet. And so I just want to give a shout out to Nicole who did check in on me, one of our besties, that oh. she did ask if I was doing okay and she was thinking of me when she heard it. That's sweet, Nicole. But yeah, long live Jimmy Buffett and I am bummed I never got to hashtag um, my idol. But uh, oh, I will do no. I will do a special one right now. Hashtag what is Jimmy Buffett dream? He does in heaven. In heaven, and he does have a song called yes. "Jimmy Dreams," and I will post oh. the lyrics because it does talk about what yeah. he dreams about as a child. Oh, that's amazing! So good. Are you good. okay? I'm doing good. Yes, thank you. Okay. 
at least you had so many happy memories with your family. I mean, yes, that's something good. You have to take away good music, good memories, good times with family. Yep. That's what you'll remember him for. Absolutely. And his memory will live on. Just like you and Yay. your memory of your am- amazing shark experience. <laughs> yes. It will be. It will be. <laughs> All right, Bestie, that wraps up another episode. Do us one favor, and that's to tell your best friend about the podcast. You can tell your bestie. You can tell that person you know that is pregnant and expecting. Because they have crazy dreams. Ask them what they dream and then tell them about the podcast. <laughs> You can tell your favorite gun-toting frog assailant. Oh. Or tell that rando chick in the tattoo parlor that stole the Black Bear crackers about the podcast. (laughs) That's how we grow. That's how we keep doing this each and every week. And that's how we're getting to over 100 episodes is by your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And to go off that, thank you so much, to Abigail for your dream and also for our great catnaps as always. So grab your favorite stingray. But just not the one with the broken ankle. No, a healed stingray. And until next week, sweet Sweet dreams, dreams, bitches. bitches. We did it. 17 hours later. (laughs) 